This is Ryan Nidell, host of 15 Minutes to Freedom, a podcast dedicated to helping you expand your mindset and get shit done. Be sure to subscribe to this show and leave me a review if I've been able to impact your life in any way. Reviews help me reach a higher ranking, which in turn allows the message to reach more people. It's my goal with this podcast to positively impact a million people's lives. Also check out RyanNidell.com for additional content. That's R-Y-A-N-N-I-D-D-E-L.com. Also find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at Ryan Nidell. Today's episode is Don't Forget Your Camera. So in today's episode, I'm going to share with you a humorous story on why paying attention to the details can have massive impact on how your day performs. So as you may know, as I've shared on past episodes, I used to sell custom clothing. When I say custom clothing, it was truly handmade, hand-measured, hand-delivered custom suits, slacks, blazers, shirts. Worked for a local firm here in Columbus for quite some time. Told people that time in life I was a partner. That's what I was told from the owner that I was to say I was a partner in the business. Eventually, I might be able to become a partner in the business, but really partner just meant salesperson. So I'll just say I was a salesperson for this company, locally owned company, sole sole proprietorship. You know, one man owned it, and he taught me a lot about the business. Taught me how to go out and cold call and prospect, and how to measure in the different qualities of fabrics. Really was massively impactful for this time in my life. But in this, I was able to use my own charisma and networking to round out my repertoire of clients. And on some past episode, I believe I shared the story about how I made a suit jacket, just a blazer, for a guy named Sean Whalen, who had an event in uh, Park City, Utah, at Sundance, that was called the Lions Not Sheep Revolution Tour. And his special guest speaker was this somewhat well-known, being completely facetious, guy named Andy Frisella. First time I got to meet Andy was at this event. Andy and I ended up sitting outside talking in the freezing cold. And as I shared the story, we weren't talking about clothing. I don't remember what we were talking about. It was just general life. It was cars and it was fitness and it was his, his company First Form and his MFCEO podcast. There were all these things we were talking about, but it was never about clothing. I didn't try to close him. I didn't ask for his business. I generally just was happy to be around the guy. If you've ever been to Park City in January, February, whenever Sundance is, it's pretty cold super snowy and here him and I are he's outside if I recall right in a first form polo shirt and I'm in a pair of bright red trousers with a red white and blue check wool top on hair slicked back red tie really a pretty ostentatious look well as time progresses Andy and I I guess establish a pseudo friendship Now, we're not friends in the aspect. I don't call Andy and talk to him once a week on the phone. I don't text him once a month and, you know, catch up on how his businesses are doing. Maybe an acquaintance could even be a better term. I don't want to oversell him and I's relationship. But at some point during our relationship, he ends up messaging me, hey, bro, would you come out to to St. Louis? I'd love to elicit your services, see what you have to offer. I got a bunch of guys in the office that need suits. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. This is how I make my living. So, of course, when I hear a big order, I'm excited. I don't walk in with a a false pretense of the dollar amount he's going to spend because I believe in adding consistent value immaterially of what someone's pocketbooks may be. So my pricing strategy was always my pricing strategy. I had different levels of wool ranging from $700 to three grand for a suit and everything in between. 
So I get in my car from Columbus, Ohio, and make the long, tedious drive to St. Louis, Missouri. If you've ever made that drive yourself, it's about seven hours, seven and a half, of just what I call God's country. You hop on Route 70 in Columbus, and you literally just go west. Really one road. Maybe two by the time you get to St. Louis. You don't pass much of anything. Once you get past Indianapolis driving west, the next city you see is St. Louis. Long, boring drive. And so I make the drive out. Andy and Sal and his partner Chris and Brian teach. And it ends up being this order of 10 or 12 guys order suits. I think Andy orders two or three. It's a massive order. I'm on cloud nine. Like it's, it's a big order for me. One of the biggest orders I've ever taken in my life. Huge for me at this point in life. With my commission structure and the way things are going, I'm super excited because with the time I go out there, I know by the time Christmas comes in, I'm going to get to deliver these suits and it's going to basically make my Christmas. In the custom clothing world, I got paid once I was delivered and paid in full, not beforehand. And so it takes, at that point, I was told it takes four to six weeks to make suits and when they came in, I go and deliver them. Well, most of the suits came in in four weeks. Everybody's suits other than Sal and Andy's. Some of the bigger orders from the, from the group. And I can't say that one person's more important than the other, but Andy's the one that invited me there, so his suits don't come in. I drive out, I deliver the suits, everybody seems fairly happy with them. The owner of the company comes with me, delivers them, we apologize for the delay in Andy and Sal's suits being there, but ultimately I know I'm gonna have to drive back. See, in this custom clothing world, there's no mailing it in. There's no shipping suits somewhere, especially on a first order. I'm driving the car. So here I've driven to St. Louis and back once for the measurements. I drive to St. Louis and back twice for the delivery. And no one would have to drive back a third time. And so on this third time, on the scheduled third time, there's some things that happen in between. The suits don't come in. Black and white, back and forth, doesn't really matter. You get to the end of January, and it's time to go finally deliver these suits. And Andy and Sal have been incredibly patient. This is now going on three or four months. And so I feel like with the trials and tribulations we've went through, got a pretty good rapport with the guys and think, you know, it, it would be great if I could grab some video footage of this. It's great for marketing on social media. It's great to show my services. It's great to show an A-list client. And so at this point, I know a couple of guys from Southern Ohio down in Marietta. I met them through some mutual friends that own a video production company. And I asked them if every once in a while, if they're in Columbus or they like to earn some extra money, if they would come up here, I would pay them to travel around with me, take video, edit it, send it to me, whatever it would be. They, of course, when they know Andy Frisell, at least through social media. They know him from MFCEO. They love first form products. So when I call and ask them if they're willing to drive up to Columbus from Marietta, about a two hour drive, and then make the drive over to St. Louis with me, they are super excited. Not even facetiously, like they're, they're pumped to get to meet him. And so I'm excited for the whole deal. I'm excited to finally get the clothing delivered. I'm excited to show up with a little entourage. You know, at that point, my ego is a little fragile. I'm excited to get video content to help me propel my career. I'm excited for all these different variables that could happen. The suits are all pressed. I go to the office and pick them up. I look at them, I'm like, man, something just doesn't quite look right with these suits. Don't know what it is. Can't put my finger on it. They're all pressed in bags. But something's just not quite right. Oh, well. 
you know, put them in the car because I can't put my finger on it. And with how long these orders have taken, I get very specific. Like every suit had some specific details that needed to be done. And so I itemize and I have a sheet of paper in my hand that's looking at these specific details. I'm like, man, everything's here. The names are monogrammed the right way. It's the right lining with the right suit. It's the right fabric. Everything's locked and loaded. I don't know what it is. Either way, take the suits out of the office that was in downtown Columbus, hang them up in my car. Gosh, at that point, I don't even know what car I was driving. But hang them up in the car. Give a shout to the guys from Marietta and say, hey, look, tomorrow's the day. I'm going to go deliver the suits. If you guys want to come, I need to be up here at this exit off Route 70, ready to go. Those of you that haven't been to Columbus, Route 71 and Route 70 intersect, and it, it really bifurcates the city. And so from where they're coming from, they would drive through downtown Columbus, drive to the other side, and it would be on my way to St. Louis. So I check in with them pretty early in the morning. Again, I'm an early riser, especially in a situation like this. I know I need to be over there by noon or so, St. Louis time, which is one hour behind where I'm at now in Columbus. And I'm making sure that I'm there. So I know I need to be on the road by five o'clock in the morning, like just to give myself an extra hour either way. So that means these guys have to leave Marietta and, and drive up here early. They, you know, they're on the road by three. So I'm messaging them at 3.45, 4 o'clock, 4.30. Eventually they respond back and like, yeah, we're, we're almost there. We're almost at the exit. Great. I've left my house. Everything's good. So I'm excited. I got two guys, two video cameras, two microphones, lapel mics. I'm thinking the whole thing. Like they have the whole gamut. I've got the suits. I'm dressed to the nines. We get great content of me, you know, having conversations in the car. I'm thinking this is like, I'm finally going to make it. I'm going to be the next Gary V with this video. You know, I'm going to have all this great content, all this car content, all these prolific things that I think in my mind, I'm saying all the time to people on the phone that really are probably not anywhere near as important as I would have made them out to be. So I pull up to the exit, you know, we're there at five o'clock in the morning, the agreed, the agreed to meeting time, pull up, see them, they're in their car, wave to them. I walk inside, use the restroom they're, They hopped in the car themselves, come back out. They're sitting there quietly. It's still pretty early in the morning. They've been on the road for two hours. I start driving, hop on the highway, you know, accelerate up to speed, set the cruise control, turn down the music, ask them how the drive was, ask them how things are going. And then it dawns on me, I'm probably 10 miles into the drive. And I say to him, guys, I, I know I was inside using the restroom or grabbing a bottle of water, whatever I was doing, but I couldn't help but notice I didn't see you guys put your camera bags in the car. Did I miss it? Maybe you put them in the trunk and I didn't see it. They look at each other, one's in the front seat, one's in the back, and they look at each other through the rearview mirror. And the guy in the front seat chimes up, um, we forgot our cameras. And I think they're messing with me. Like, I look at them, I'm like, no, no, seriously, what's going on? Like, no, no, we forgot our cameras, that we left them at home. And I'm like, all right, just the, just the video cameras? Do you have your, you know, your, your image cameras? Do you have your DLSRs? Is there another way you can take photos? Like, unless it's on our iPhone, no. And here I am completely floored. There's two men that are younger than me that I respect immensely that have made this driving commitment to go from Marietta, Ohio to Columbus, Ohio, then over to St. Louis. They've been planning on this for the better part of a week. They know that they're, they own a video company. They, they do this for a living. Their one job is to make sure they have cameras with them to drive to St. Louis. And I've been checking in with them all throughout the drive. And at some point, I would have assumed that they realized they didn't have their cameras with them and they would have been able to give me the opportunity to communicate with that. They chose not to. 
And so here I am like scratching my head because I'm a collector of things. I have digital cameras at my house. They might not have been as high quality. They might not have been as fancy, but we could have shown up with cameras in our hand. But here I am driving to see the biggest client that I have that is known on a global stage with two guys now that just look like two young guys that are showing up for the ride that aren't dressed the part, don't have cameras, and don't really have a reason to be there. And I'm just like, I'm in awe. Like, how is this possible? Like, how is this how the day has started? And so I wait and I wait and I'm driving and I'm quiet. So I'm not really, I'm mad at the moment, but I'm not pissed off. Like, I'm just like, what, how did this happen? Oh, it was early. We left early. We didn't sleep much last night. I thought he had him. He thought I had him, et cetera, et cetera. Eventually gets to the point where things just happen. Like, I know I'm going to have to show up, introduce these guys to first form who is already a little frustrated because these suits have taken three times longer than they should. And I'm showing up with two guys now that have no business being there that also don't have any way to add value there. So I'm just the weird dude showing up with two buddies to deliver suits. So be it, right? That's life. Make the long, tedious drive. They, they suck it up. As we get closer, I'm like, man, maybe we can rent cameras. There's got to be a camera rental place. I can fix this. Well, there was, but based off the timetable... It took to get there. We're pushing right up against noon, and there's no plausible time for us to go get these cameras. It's just not going to happen. I'm like, all right, we got to just wing it. I got to walk in and eat crow. I'm going to tell them exactly what happened. They're looking at me like, no, 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 don't tell. Like, don't tell them that that's what happened. Come up with another story. Like, there is no other story. Like, this is the truth. And this is before I was living this ultra, you know, truistic way of living. This just felt right back then. And it wasn't to put them on blast. It's I had to make sense of why they were there. So we go and we go to deliver the suits. Andy puts on his suits, and they fit as reasonably well as something could fit that's as custom as it was. And most things need a small adjustment here or there. But we look at the lapels, and the lapels have this the lapels are the top part of the jacket, you know, up by your, your chest. And they have this weird swooping cut to them. And he looks at it, he's like, bro, I'm sorry. I don't like these. This isn't what I ordered. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, you are exactly right. I knew there was something messed up with these. I just didn't know what it was because when they're laying on the ground and on the human body, I didn't know if it was like my eyes deceiving me. Like, I'm sorry. Well, his brother Sal's fit fairly well and things go forward and we end up, you know, refunding their money and making right with the situation. And so in this, I've now driven to St. Louis and back three times. And out of all the, like the 14 or 15 suits, five of them don't get delivered, end up being full refunds. Where I come back home empty-handed, there's no money in this now. Not only do I have an upset customer, not only do I have a, a man that I call a friend, especially today at this point, that's upset, I have two guys with me that added no value, and I now don't feel like it makes sense to stop and get a hotel room. Like, fuck it, I'm going to drive home. So we drive from 5 in the morning till noon their time, which is really 1 o'clock our time. We're there until 3.30 or 4.00. I have to deal with all the stress of that, and then I turn around and drive home. And in driving home, it's another seven hours. Like, time didn't get shorter. We stop at some point in Indiana and sleep in, you know, on the side of the road, grab a couple hours of sleep as so I'm nodding off and veering off the road. These guys are dead tired from the emotional stress of the day and driving an extra two hours I didn't have to drive. We eventually make it home. It's 530 in the morning. Now I offer these two guys to be able to come to my house and sleep like it's more than appropriate to me. They're embarrassed and sheepish and say, no, no, we're just going to make that drive home. Like, we can do it. It's only another two hours. And fortunately, they do. They make it home. Everything's fine in their life. 
One of the guys actually came to Columbus last week with another, you know, one of his acquaintances, the guy that was a mutual connection of ours. And we ended up laughing, telling the story out loud again, because now it's been two years plus removed. It might even be three at this point. And it's just funny. Like, it's a funny story to say out loud. But at the end of the day, it's, it's such a metaphor for how we conduct life, where we're so, or I'm so concerned, maybe not you, maybe just me, where I get so consumed with the end result that I sometimes overlook all the steps between now and the end result to make that actually happen. That these guys were so focused on getting to meet Andy Frisella and being a part of this deal and driving over to First Form that they forgot the one detail that ultimately mattered, which was their cameras. In a state of shock, in a state of not knowing what to do, they didn't have a contingency plan on even how to rent cameras or how to get them or if they could stop and buy them or to call me and tell me. They just kept rolling with it instead of owning the situation. This happens more times than not in our lives. I think about your own life right now. Where is it that you're so focused on the desired outcome that you forget to realize there's a process to get there and you have to go through every step? I can't make it to St. Louis on a drive if I don't drive through Indianapolis. I guess I could on a roundabout way. And sure, let's not get you know too, too specific with these details. I have to drive through Indianapolis to get to St. Louis. It's part of the process. And so I have to trust in the process. There's going to be power on the backside of it, just like these guys did, just like you need to in your life. Where is it that you're leaking power because you're not focused on the process? You're only focused on the desired outcome. Is it in the gym where you're so focused on the fact of needing to add muscle like I used to be? You're willing to do anything to get there and you're not really paying attention to what that process actually looks like. You're not paying attention to the fact of every ounce of every muscle fiber on every curl has to activate and that the time under tension actually matters and that scientifically somewhere between 47 and 54 seconds of constant tension is going to elicit more hypertrophy in your muscles. There's science behind how this works. There's not a shortcut. Or maybe it's as you go down the life, down the path in your relationship. Maybe you're so hellbent on the fact of getting married to your partner that you lose sight of the fact that you have to keep courting them right now. You have to keep putting in the time and the work and the repetition today to get to earn the right to marry them in the future. That's part of the process. Or maybe it's in your professional career. Maybe you're ready to make the jump into entrepreneurism. You're going to leave you know, the big company you're a part of and you're going to go out on your own and you just believe in your soul that you have this great idea that's going to revolutionize the marketplace. And that's just what's going to happen. But you lose sight of the fact that it takes most entrepreneurs, small business owners, eight to 10 years to find this overnight success that we all think happens literally overnight. You lose sight of the process it takes to achieve the desired outcome and you go all the way in on just expecting it to happen. All these different things where you're focused on the desired outcome versus the process to get there are things that are limiting you from ultimately achieving the desired results you have. Until you start to recalibrate your mind and focus on the fact that the process has the power, not the desired outcome, you'll find yourself not getting shit done. <laughs>